Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sweat and Grime. I'm your host, Brian. And Rick. And we are back for yet another episode. And we are still fumbling our way through this. You may notice the voice is a little different this week. Uh, got allergies going on hardcore. I am tired. And it's been fun. It's been a fun week. It's always fun when allergies hit. So, so yeah, uh, today's episode, what are we talking about, Rick? Oh, what do we got here? We are going to talk about what it's like for the new guys getting into the trades, what to expect. Yeah, so we figured we would at least, you know, this isn't something that is specific to the dirt world. It's something that really covers all the trades. And so we wanted to just kind of talk to uh, potential newcomers getting into the industry. What is that like? What should you expect? Um, And I guess a great way to dive in is to talk about the hours. Long long fucking hours. Yeah, you're going to work long hours. There's just no getting around it. You're going to work long hours in this industry. Um, And so you need to be prepared for that coming in. And I'm going to go a step further and I'm going to say... Getting into the skilled trades, if you are not single, getting into the skilled trades is not a solo decision. Would you would you agree with me there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree with that statement. I mean, it's going to be a long commitment for both sides. I mean, it's a very demanding schedule, and it's demanding on the job and less time at home. So, I mean, the time's going to be pretty short. It's a pretty big decision. It's a good idea to talk down with both. Yeah. So uh, I'll use myself as a prime example. So um, when I went to go get into the trades, uh, I talked to my wife about it. And at the time we didn't have kids, but we both talked about the fact that I was going to be away from home for extended hours. There was potentially going to be some travel involved. And so it, it really shuffles to your spouse to kind of maintain the house and maintain the bills and, you know, taking the trash down to the street, mowing the yard. I mean, that's something that I really, I didn't even think about when I got into the trades originally is I'm not necessarily there to cut the grass every week. No, no, you're not. And so you got to have a spouse that's willing to either get out there and cut the grass, or you've got to make, you know, some, some availability in your budget to get a lawn care guy. Um, You know, that's just one of the smaller things. And then when you have kids, that's where it really steps up. So just a, a quick story. Last year, uh, Rick was supposed to go with me, but he totally fucked me over. Didn't go with me out to Minnesota to work with Carson Schiffsky. And we were gone for a month. And my job was to teach his crew how to lay pipe and how to balance a sub, like how to run a subdivision job. And so we were pulling some crazy hours and, and I didn't have the option to leave the job site because I was the chief and the Indians didn't know what they were doing. So um, she called me one day from the job or or from, from our Airbnb that they were staying at. And we were staying at this place right on a lake and it had a dock going out in the lake. (laughs) And I've got a dog that likes to dive for rocks. And the dock that they had was one of those, you know, the lattice work docks where it's got the layover planks on top of it that you can pull it out in the winter time. Yeah. So it was one of those. And I get a call at like two o'clock in the afternoon and she's like, Joey is stuck under the dock. That's awesome. What do you mean? Joey's stuck under the dock. Like he needs to lose some fucking weight. Yeah. Well, no, it was like he went under to get a rock. And when he popped up, he was on the other side of that lattice work. So he was under the dock. That's like something I would do if I jumped yeah, in. Yeah. Like, I'm like, <laughs> so can he get out? And she's like, well, I tried pulling him out, but as soon as he goes under, uh, so I dropped a rock in the water so that he would dive down. And when, as soon as he gets under the water, if I grab him to pull him through, he sets his legs and I can't pull him through. And I'm like, how the fuck am I going to deal with this? Like we have a problem here because, well, so here's the, this is the logistics and and why we, I'm kind of talking about the story. So the logistics is it's two o'clock in the afternoon. We've still got, you know, a third of a work day left, you know, depending on how long your work day is, that's closer to half a work day with the hours we were pulling. If it's like two o'clock, you're about halfway. Yeah, You're about halfway through your day. Yeah. So, and so, I'm going, okay, mental math here. My Airbnb is 45 minutes from the job. It's going to take me, I bet, probably 10 to 15 minutes to wrestle this dog out from under this dock. Right. Then I'm covered in this nasty lake water. So I'm going to have to jump in the shower super quick because I'm going to be covered in all this moss and nasty shit. And then I've got another 45 minutes 
back to the job. So two and a half hours Dude, that's like two and a half to three hours that I'm off the job. Like, I can't fucking drive home to deal with this. Right. And that's what I told her. I was like, you're just going to have to deal with this. I'm like, yeah, you've got to, you've got to figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, and so luckily she was able to, but that's, you know, a testament to my wife and what she's really signed up for is she's the end of the line on stuff like that. Well, being with the trays guy in general, it's pretty rough. I mean, they're gone, you know, five 30 in the morning, they're up putting the boots on out the door. Yeah. So yeah, you didn't really have a chance to leave, especially as you get to the higher tiers. I mean, it's a demanding field. It is. It is absolutely a demanding field. Now, um, that's one of the things you need to think about. Another thing you need to think about is obviously being out in the elements. Um, you know, and that's not something that's just strictly for the dirt world. You know, Rick and I are both dirt guys, as you guys all know, but but most of your trades are going to spend at least some time out in the elements. Oh, all day long. I mean, if it's not the rain coming down and getting the cold chills to the blistering sun to the snow, mud, I mean, the humidity. Except for plumbers and electricians because right. they're giant princesses. Gotcha, but, bitch. Well, you know, <laughs> I have yet to see an electrician get fucking muddy. Uh, you know, it happens, but they have to have their special muddy boots that you supply like I got, for their union I got contract. Called, I got called one day from a superintendent down the road we were working on. Yep. And he literally called me on the phone and I had to drop what I was doing, which shouldn't have been done. Yep. Because electricians wouldn't get out of the fucking van and walk to the house. So we actually had to go over there. Put down some wood planks for them? Yeah. yeah. Two guys picking up fucking wood planks for these fucking princesses. Like, you fucking idiots. Why wouldn't you go buy, like, $15 muck boots, put them on, carry your princess-ass shit to the house, take them off and put your princess-ass shit on and go to work? Yeah, 100 Yeah, one hundred percent. Instead, we're going to spend $52 an hour. Uh, carrying these fucking planks around for these little guys that are going to have to plumb or uh, wire this house. I yeah, mean, so I will say I've worked around <clears throat> a bunch of different trades. I've worked about around a bunch of different unions, but the electricians union, <clears throat> it is a special <clears throat> breed. And, you know, as much as we shit on them and we're going to talk, you know, we're going to give them we a hard them. time on here. We absolutely need them. And I will say I'd love to be in that fucking union with the way the, the, yeah. the union takes care of those if guys. I knew what was going to happen now these days, dude, you'd come home as good as you left looking oh, good. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. And you only yeah. have to have your basic tools because everything right. else needs to be and then they provided got all, on site. Yeah. Then they got all the techie shit because they could wire it up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. But God forbid if they get their boots wet, dude. Right. Or mud. Right. Mm. Like I've watched them turn around and drive off and fucking oh, go yeah. somewhere else. Well, so the my experience where I really get most of my experience with the electricians is when I was working with Dan's uh, my last job of the year uh, or, or I should say with the company was uh out at the chelsea proving grounds and i was working with some some electricians and it was all outdoor work and so one of the things that we had to do is supply them with a heated space nice for them to take their breaks in because we were encroaching upon winter and so we had to bring out a mobile container outfit it with space heaters like you couldn't just go pre-start the van no 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 no, sir oh that was separate we needed a a heated space Mm. with a break table and then we wow. had to supply all of their specialty tools. So all of the snakes and everything that we were using and the, the compressor with all of the plugs that they sent through, and like all of that specialty stuff we had to supply. I, it was crazy to me. The you amount know what of, I would have did? What's that? I would have told them to. These nuts? Eat them. <laughs> That's what I would have did. That's what I would have did. <laughs> Got him. Got him. But yeah, it was... So all that to say, as much as we're shitting on electricians, like legit, their union has their shit together and they really, really take care of their guys. You know, I think they're pretty smart people. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Electricity is one of those. shorter themselves out too many times. And I was going to say too, the other thing, the the flip side of that is, you know, if we screw up on our job, nine times out of 10, we're going to come out of it just fine. If those guys fuck up, uh, you lose arms or appendages or you die. So... You know, there is that aspect of being electric, especially when you start getting into the linemen that are dealing with high voltages. Yeah, and, you know. So we will but at some you, point If here, you haven't noticed, most of those linemen are out of their fucking mind anyways. That's true. Like, you got to be pretty wild to be up there and be like, <laughs> I'm just going to grab this $100,000 yeah. volt line yeah, and no, no big sit deal. on the edge of this helicopter and tie off here. Like, you got to be a little out there. Yeah, while well, it's actively you know? arcing over to you. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, so but, we will. By the way, guys, we we do intend to have guests on this show from other trades, uh, so that we're not just talking. Actually, dirt. I got the lineup starting. 
Yeah, so Rick's yeah. already been lining out some guests. Uh, I've actually also been lining out some guests. We will. Uh, I have gotten confirmation. Aaron Witt is planning on being on the podcast at some point here in the next month or two. Uh, we've got that coming. I've got Carson Shivsky. He's agreed to come on the podcast as well. And then who are you working on? You got a couple guys, aren't you? I got a couple linemen that want to get on here, have a little fun, a little conversation. Tell us what it's like. I got a couple of superintendents in the field, a couple of mechanics. Um, yeah, we need to see about getting <clears throat> Jeff on here. Jeff would yeah. be a good one. Oh, Jeff would be a great one. Yeah. He can sit next to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a female in Consumers Energy I'd like to get on. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So get a, a woman's woman. perspective. Yeah, so. absolutely. We need more females. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's the way it goes. But, you know, these hours, they're they're just demanding. So, you know, I guess it'd be different if you were already in the trade and then you met your significant other. Like, they're just fucked. Well, it, at least they know, you know from the get-go what's going on. And yeah, that's, like, that's where I'm not so much worried about it from a standpoint. Of, like when you get the text message, like you coming home for dinner, and you're like, yes. And yeah. they're like, what time? Yeah. I don't know yet. Like 1030. Or, right. <laughs> or like the boss is like, yeah, so about um, after 330 today. Yeah, we're going to have to stay late and get this done. Yeah. 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 Oh, those are my favorite phone. Yeah. Or, or right around quitting time, like right around 530. We got to get this lane opened up. By, by the way, we got a truck coming. Yeah, for delivery, we got to get the lane open. That's like four and a half hours worth of work. Yep, it's got to be open tonight. It's six thirty. Yep. Yeah, I know. See ya. Okay. So, you so. know, that's those are just like I think that's just like barely even scratching on the surface of getting into the industry. Like, there's some severe shit you got to think about there is absolutely and and so ours is one of the biggest that's why we kind of brought it up first but the other thing you got to understand is um the trades and we talked about this last week in the podcast a little bit i think it was last week where the trades are uh you gotta have thick skin like you you're gonna get screamed at you're gonna get yelled at people that's how they communicate in the in the trades oh yeah and i think it needs to change ultimately but right now you're going to get bitched at. You're going to get yelled at. All day long. You're, yeah. you're going to get this all day long. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! What? You suck. Like, that's your life. That's probably your life for the first six months. Right. Because you have no fucking idea what you're doing. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, that's it, though. They're going, to, they're going to hound you. They're going to yell at you. You know, and it's really pretty good criticism, you know, that you're going to build on. They're as not long doing as it you in a bad way. As long as you receive it that way. I, and we should specify there, you have to be in the mindset. Yeah, but think about it, dude. You first walk onto a job site not knowing a fucking thing. Walking in here, like, just fill this app out. Yeah, wait. The way it is right now, they throw you out in the field, and they're like, yeah, we could hire you. You start tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You show up, walk out there, and the fucking foreman looks at you, you know, and he's just like... What the fuck, dude? You yeah. don't have your boots tied yet? Right, right. Why are you on your phone? Yeah. You know, you should have done this 15 fuck. Come on, let me show you. And they start dragging across the job site, you know, and they're like, right. You're working over here today. You're not going to introduce me to nobody. Yeah, get yeah you get work. no introductions. Yeah. yeah. They don't tell you what you're doing. They, they just say you're working care. over here. Talk to those guys. Right. And then they expect you to know what you're doing. Yeah. And when you don't know, you catch shit for it. Right. And, and then, that's the And then they call you every everything else. <laughs> You know, in the book, and they treat you like shit for a while until you kind of like, it's like a hazing period until you get into the point where, ah, this dude has a little bit of brain or, you know, this female just keeps showing up and she's actually working out really well. Like yep. until you get to the point where you start proving you, you know, you you could be somebody and do something in the trade and you're willing to learn. Like I love the arrogant assholes that just showed up and knew it all. And yeah. You were like, hey, can you go get the Humbling spade? people was fun. Yeah, you're like, can you go get the spade shovel? And they come back with like a fucking pick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's try this again. Why don't you go get the flat yeah. shovel? Hey, can you go get me a Phillips screwdriver? And they just bring the whole fucking tool yeah, over they, right, to you. Yeah, right, right. Like, oh, my, my nice humbling moment was uh, I was working with a foreman that I didn't know very well, and he asked me to go get a piece of lath out of the truck. And I was like, I don't have a fucking idea what this is. But his truck doesn't have that much shit in it, so right. I can I can narrow it down. And so I don't even remember at the time what I grabbed, but whatever I brought over, he just stared at me for a minute, and I'm like, "Fuck, I picked wrong." Oh yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "What are you doing with that?" I yeah. said, "I don't know." 
but he's yeah, like, but you know, go get a piece of lath. I said, I don't know what that is. Yeah, but you know, it was great though the way we were in it and growing up and doing it. They would just let you keep fucking failing and running oh, yeah. back and forth. He's not going to show you what it is. You, you just finally, need to go try again. Yeah. Like, you finally just got smart enough. Like, you'd carry 10 fucking things at once and bring it over and be like, <laughs> one of these is it. <laughs> which one is it? And uh, they're this, they're that. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. It's fucking here, sir. Yep. Let me show you. And I'm only going to show you once. Right. Now go put the shit away. Yeah. And you next know? time, if you fuck it up, you're really catching hell for it. Right. Because that's the other thing about the trades is you don't get do-overs over and over and over. Generally, within the first time, they expect you to get it right. By the second time, By the you're second getting day. your ass chewed. By the second day, they kind of expect you to have a little bit of grasp of what you just did the first yeah. day. Yeah, like And, and we should be blocks. asking the same questions. Building right. blocks. Yep. And getting into the field, getting into any trades, like... You're starting out the bottom. So that almost means like you're the hardest working fucking dude out there doing anything. So you're trying to keep to the an trade. extent. Yeah. And I would say that's that's also kind of something that you need to come into it really thinking about is you will, to an extent, be the hardest working guy out there because you're a low man on the totem pole. Right. And 100 percent, the trades has a pecking order. And when you're at the bottom of the totem pole, you're doing all the bitch work. Yeah. Like the California guys that just show up with the slick back hair. Yeah. And they show up and they're ready and they look like they've been at the fucking gym all day long. They ain't going to make it to the gym tonight. Yeah. Or tomorrow. Yeah. They're, they're going to get yeah. an eight hour fucking day and workout. most of those guys are the guys that quit. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny though? Those pricks, those little guys, they'll show up. Maybe, maybe <laughs> make it a week. Maybe two. Yeah. They'll drop out, but they'll spend more effort and sweat in the gym than they will on a job site to get paid. Well, you know, it, and that really comes down to people really underestimate how much work the trades is because these gym rats go out there and they think, well, I can lift a, a bunch of weight. Yeah. I'm going to make it. And it's like, no, this is a different kind of work, buddy. Yeah. You don't get to shut physical. it off after an hour and a half, two hours. Like you're here all fucking day. Well, like we could hold a conversation and work all day as you get older in the trades. You just kind of like know what you're doing and you could hold a conversation, but you're not mentally tired, but you're physically tired as you're going through the day by the end from having a conversation, but yet still thinking about what you're doing. You mentally drain, right? Like for a new person, this shit's overwhelming. Yeah. How am I supposed to carry this heavy ass shit? Do all this stuff. These guys are yelling at me. You know, I haven't been able to check my phone yet. And God forbid you're working remote and you didn't bring your fucking lunchbox. Oh, yeah. Um, you only got a half hour and yep. the closest place is about uh, 35 minutes yeah. away. Yeah. So now what? Oh, the best? <clears throat> what happens if you got to take a shit and you didn't bring any toilet paper? That's a hard lesson that I think everyone has had to learn at least one time in their life. Start, on with, job. start taking a sock off first before you get to the T-shirt. Yeah. Don't look. Don't embarrass yourself exactly. that bad. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So there is absolutely a, a, you know, to go back to middle school math, there is an order of operations to this business. Yeah. And, and if you don't have toilet paper, you do not start with the shirt. No. You not, start not with right socks. Now. You start with the, with the underwear. Yeah. And and when you've exhausted those options, you go to the part where yeah, the people can't haze exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. You don't make it known <laughs> that you went into the shit house without toilet paper. Yeah. That's got to be that's got to be your little secret. Right? <laughs> you know. Or else you will never hear the end of it. Yeah, but after a while like you know, I I got to the point I'd bring my own toilet paper. I'd actually bring baby wipes to the job, dude, cuz Oh yeah. That's just gross when you walk into a fucking Porter John. If you've never been on a job site, and you're brand new, and you just seen the shit truck leave. It's a great time to get into that bathroom. Well, you want to give it like a half hour for that that <clears throat> sun to bake off all the water that right. they just hosed it down with. Well, so I you mean, gotta if you got to dry squat, it out a little yeah. bit, yeah. But I don't be trying to use that, you know, Porter John after the Friday comes and. Oh it's yeah, new. when you got the when you're adding to the pile. Yeah, when it's stacking out the top <laughs> of the fucking rim. Like at that point, dude, you're just building log cabins and And it's a little known fact. Uh they actually measure Porta John toilet paper not by plies, but by grit, like sandpaper. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's literally when you wipe, you just take off the first couple layers of skin and that's how you know you're clean. <laughs> right on. Like when you start bleeding, you're done. That's right. That's yeah. awesome. That's right. So yeah, I mean that's kind of like what it is in a nutshell. You know, your first couple of days are just 
really stuff that you never even expected or experienced. Like you, there's a break in point and it's extremely quick. Yes, there is. And you know, hopefully you, you hired into like a company that, Sorry, Rick's fucking around with his microphone. We talked about this, this before the podcast. fucking shit, dude. He's, I should have a headset on, like a fucking Bluetooth. Instead, I got this microphone. Yeah, and he's he won't I feel stop like I'm fucking sitting here with making it. Her like, I've been here chatting with you. We're, we're, we're 20 minutes into the podcast. I've touched my microphone like three <laughs> times. And Rick is over there like Dancing. a fucking NASCAR announcer with his hand around the microphone. <laughs> you done messed up, A.A. Ron! <laughs> The cat's out of the bag. This is what cat's happens when bag. you bring a, a pure dirt guy into a nice, clean studio. He has no right. fucking idea what he's All doing. All these fucking buttons and shit, <laughs> cords everywhere. Like, you know, I do with cords, man. I just cut this shit right Why off. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, hopefully you hire into like a nice crew that, you know, the guy doesn't feel like he's going to haze you as bad and kind of give you a little bit of the ropes and the ins and out and the schedule. Um, first couple of weeks, you're going to figure out a schedule real quick. I mean, I used to work for a couple of guys at like when it was break time, it was break time. And, uh, after the 14th minute and the 15th minute clicked over, you were back to work, yeah. dude. Yeah. Lunchtime, same way. I mean, typically like if you, if you think you're going to just jump in your truck and go get something, then come back and eat your lunch is over. Yeah, it's done. So like, is your you know, driving that's that's part of your hourly well, another break, great point is uh you know we can we can miss a meal at the end of the day you forget your lunch yeah you're fucked. i can miss a couple meals. you can miss a meal and you're gonna live the big thing is water i mean make sure you've got plenty of water and i'm not yeah. talking like oh i've got Cases. a good sized water bottle i'm talking like bring a, a gallon of water a if gallon? not two a gallon a two? if not two yeah and, and depending on, and again, we're dirt guys. So, so being literally out in the sun all day oh, in a, or in a hot cab, hot box. And like, you're we're going to go through the water a lot more than it. yeah some of the other trades, but you know, make sure you are covered for water because if you can't leave the site, you're well, going to be in a world of hurt. You know, you could stop at the gas station to buy a $2 cold water. You could stop at Myers tractor supply somewhere and for two ninety nine. Get a case of water of like yeah. 30. Yep. Throw it in your trunk, throw it in the back seat. Like, that's what we do. We stack up on yep. them just so you got enough to get through the day, like for a couple bucks. You know? So, I do want to, I want to circle back to something you said just a minute ago because, um, we're in a really unique time in the trades right now. So, as, as pretty much everyone's aware, the labor shortage is just astronomical right now in the trades. You cannot find good people. And so, uh, Rick made a comment a minute ago, hopefully you get on a good crew that's willing to teach you. And I do want to reinforce that and say, make sure you get on a crew that is willing to teach you. You're going to catch shit. You're going to get hazed. That's all part of getting into the trades, becoming part of that brotherhood and that sisterhood that we're all a part of and that we enjoy so much. But at the same time, if you don't get on a crew that is willing to teach and all they're going to do is run you down into the dirt and they don't give a fuck about educating you, go find someplace else to work. This isn't, you know, we're not in this traditional setting to where if you find a job, thank God no. you better do everything you can to keep it. You know, you have the ability and you have the option to go find another company that is willing to train you because at the end of the day, when you're the, the guy that's, that's bottom on the totem pole, you're there to learn. And the industry for the most part recognizes that you're there to learn. That's kind of, why you go through this hazing process is you're doing all of the bitch work because the bitch work is how you learn the trade. You don't learn the trade running the excavator. You learn the trade being down in the hole laying pipe. You, the the you, labor's the most important part of the job. Yeah, and, and like plumbers and, and electricians yeah. too. It's not it's not just doing the high level shit that's where you learn the trade. Mm -hmm. It's being the guy that's down there fucking fitting pipe in a basement yeah, or but when in you a get to that high or, level, they're using that stuff that you started at the very beginning. You know, they're using that every day. And that's what I was going to say, too, <clears throat> is that knowledge directly applies to what you're doing down the road. Uh, so it's not like you waste a year and a half being a bitch. It's you literally are learning skills that you will use for the rest of your career in that trade. Right. And if they're willing to teach you, I mean, obviously they'd be willing to pay you too. The more you learn, the more you're going to make down the road. I mean, if I'm teaching, you know, Joe one and Joe two over here, the skill set, what I'm looking for, 
I might run them both for the season. But if Joe 2 catches on and outworks Joe 1, I'm going to call Joe 2 back and pay him a little bit more money next year for the hustle, for the skill set that he's starting to grasp, the mindset, the knowledge that he's gaining. I mean, well, and for sure, of the two of them, you're giving the guy that's working harder the seat time first. Correct. You're not going to throw the guy that's been standing on his shovel no. and, and on his phone constantly. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He could stay yeah. He could stay on the shovel if that's the effort he's going to put in. Well, and the thing is, I was like, if they both are supposed to work today and it was, I was going to run like two labors and an operator, but now I'm down to Joe two and operator one. You like my terms? Yeah. I, I'm trying to keep them all straight here. All right. So three plus two equals one, and that's Joe one. Right? So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. But for so him. if we take if we take Joe number two here, and you know we're supposed to have three men today, and I'm like, hey, let's go do this. But now, by the way, I'm going to start teaching you, you know, some of the tricks of the trade. I'm going to throw you up in. This is Joe one seat. who works hard, not Joe two lazy. No, Joe two. Joe two is better than Joe one. Oh fuck. Okay, so Joe yeah. two is you the need, guy. That's, you need to get your fucking Joe on you. <laughs> We have to work on our terminology. Go, Joe. Go, go Joe, go. <laughs> no, go, Joe, number two. Joe, number two is the guy that's working harder. Correct. And, and that's Joe who you're pouring one. into. Correct. Fuck Joe one. Fuck Joe one. He's gone. <laughs> Joe one is gone. <laughs> it's never going to get old. <laughs> no, it's not. But so, you know, I'll take a guy like that and I'll put him up in the machine and be like, hey, this is what we're going to do, whatever. Because sometimes the labor just came more crucial than the operating job, but you'll work with the gentleman and he'll get there and kind of start understand what you're doing and then get a different perspective because there's so many different perspectives in every asset. I mean, from the labor to a tradesman, to the foreman, to the superintendent, like each person has a different perspective. And then once in a while, they'll get a chance to kind of fill that role for just a little bit. Even if it's like, Hey, take these two new guys and go repeat what we did yesterday over there. Now he's get to take the responsibility and go have at it, you know? And I was about to say, that's that's absolutely how you work your way up the chain in this job. So keeping your head down, doing everything that's asked of you, mm-hmm. even if you've been there for eight months. Fuck, I, I talked about this a couple podcasts back. I came in being the top dirt, you know, the top operator at this little company. I go to Dan's Excavating, this big mama company. I ran a concrete breaker, not just for a season, I was on that fucker for two and a half years and I didn't complain. I didn't bitch. I kept my head down. I did my job and I didn't just, you know, you could have run that concrete breaker and just kind of set it in a general setting and you could have, what in the fuck are you? I don't know. That come out of that basement that he's pumping down. Are you serious? Yeah. What the fuck is that? That's a crawdad, man. That's a little tiny crawdad. crawdad. Yeah. A little crayfish. So Rick, what's happening right now? Rick is apparently blissfully unaware that we're in the middle of a podcast. And so he's fucking around on his phone, which we talk about as a newcomer (laughs) to the industry. You don't fuck around on your phone. Well, I'm a newcomer to the podcast. Apparently Rick has got enough seat time on the podcast. He feels comfortable pulling his phone out. Maybe Bed Bath & Beyond, I don't know. know I'm going shopping, baby. I'm out of here. So this basement that we've been digging, fuck, we've gotten so much rain in Michigan here over the last couple weeks. And this basement... It's a it's a superior walls build, which if you guys aren't familiar, those are the precast walls that they bring in on trucks. They set them with a crane. And so for your footer, you got to have this nice, clean, crystal clear stone and it's got to be pristine. You cannot have any mud or anything in it. And we have we have gone over to this basement and had it flood fucking three times. And uh, last night we got yet another batch of rain and another two foot of water in the hole. And so the homeowner trying to save money has been over there pumping as furiously as he can. And uh, he just sent over a picture of a crayfish or a crawdad, whatever the fuck you want to call him, uh, that he found in his basement. That's awesome. It's pretty sweet. I'm going to throw some bluegill in there tomorrow. Fuck, you might as well. We've had this fucker (laughs) six foot deep with water at one point in time. Took 20, what'd you say? 28 hours to pump it down? 28 hours, about 80,000 gallons of water. Three fucking pumps running. Yeah. So, uh, fucking unreal. I don't even remember what I was saying. Damn it, Rick. You know what? We don't have to know what we're saying. I guess the conversation, man, I don't even, I don't even fucking remember where I was. I was on a roll, man. We're still talking about the new guys. So talking about the the new guys. I don't remember. Oh, oh, we were talking about. So Joe two, Joe two is now operating while Joe one labors for Joe two. 
Did you want Joe one to be the hard worker this no, time in no, the conversation? Joe, don't no, you I finally got myself straight. Our now. audience don't can't fuck fucking the, follow don't this fuck conversation. With the Joes. Don't Brian. fuck with the Joes. I finally got her straightened out. Joe right. two is in the seat. Go Joe two. Joe two is running Joe one. Because you, how's, he, you how's just, he running Joe run one from the front or the back? <laughs> like how's he running? That's on? what she said. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe two, Joe two's running Joe one, and maybe another labor because like what you just said. You know, the foreman or superintendent goes, hey, go repeat what we did yesterday with those guys. Yeah. That's how you work your way up the ranks in this industry. Keep your head down. Oh, I remember now. I remember. It's all coming. It's all coming back to me now. Oh, my God. That's so good. It is. <laughs> so, so I ran that fucking concrete breaker and you could run that breaker. You could set it in just kind of general settings and it would do, it would do a piss poor job. But by God, the concrete would have hammer marks on it. But instead, what I did is for that two and a half years, like I ran it, I, I sat there and I babied the timing and I was constantly adjusting to the conditions and I was actually running the machine. And yeah, you could have had the mindset and a lot of guys do. I'm too good for this. I've been in the industry for two and a half years. I was the king dangling operator at my last company. Fuck this. Or you can do the appropriate thing as a grown ass man and you can respect the fact that this is where they need you. This is what you need to be doing and do the best you can at it. And you will get noticed. And that's exactly what happened. I ended up getting noticed. That's when I broke, you know, into the loader world, which is a really difficult position to attain. Um, and they gave me a shot and then I did well at it and got picked up by a pipe crew. Like that's how you progress. And so to come back to the Joe's Joe one and two, yeah, uh, Joe two, <clears throat> What, what Joe, too, is probably not aware of since he's brand new to the industry is, yes, you're just going over and repeating what you did yesterday with Joe 1, but your foreman is actually taking a look at Joe 2 to see how he does run in Joe 1. Can he keep him productive? Can he keep him moving? Does he know what he's doing? Because what's going to end up happening is your foreman's making mental notes of going, okay, next time I need someone to That's go right. do a little side project, That's right. I know Joe 2 can can run a couple guys. Joe too will get it taken care of and I don't have to fucking babysit. I can go off down to the, you know, on some of these road jobs, you're 13 miles long. Right. I can boogie down to the opposite end of the job and I know full well Joe too is going to get this taken care of or he's going to call me if he has a question. Yep. So that's just Well, you got to think for yourself. I mean, that's what they're looking yes. at. They're looking for someone that could think, keep things going, make decisions and not necessarily make big decisions, but enough to make, you know, a quick decision right now. Should I call the boss for a question that isn't really that big of a deal, you know, or should I just make a decision and make it run? Like they're, they're looking for you to pick up the stuff that you learn, make those decisions and move forward. I mean, keep everything advancing. They're not looking for the guy that's going to run the full blown job as of today. We're just looking to be like, Hey, go get those fucking pumps out. And grab that shovel and get back here and then go help the plumber. You know, they're just looking for someone to give a little bit of directive order instead of can, pulling out that can telephone. Can you be self-sufficient? <clears throat> yeah. And that's what, that's what they need to know. Can you be self-sufficient? And more importantly, can you take one or two guys with you and be able to efficiently direct those guys yeah. and get the shit done? Well, instead of giving the guy a task, you know, instead of just giving Joe to a task, that would take him all day long by himself, like just busy work. I'm going to give you a Joe one and maybe one other guy. And hopefully you're back here in four hours and we'll get working on the next piece of puzzle. Yeah. So, so now that we've talked about all of the like negative things about getting in the industry, which it sounds like the, the trades are, are the shittiest place in the world to be. Well, you know, at least you know it up front. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think we absolutely take the right approach. Yeah, and no. fucking going. Absolutely. Like, give them a real picture. Right. Give them a real picture. I totally right. agree. But don't, don't let them just eat the icing and then fucking get down to the shit part of the cake. Like, let's I'm, let them eat the I'm cake. I'm kind and of get offended that you think there's icing. a shit part of the cake. Like, cakes are good all the way through, Rick. What the fuck? I like icing. But you got to have the cake to go with it. I tell you what kind of cake. That I was a eat. terrible analogy. I'm a, I'm sorry, guys. That was a terrible analogy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just they just got to know. Yeah, I mean, no, I I, I would you. rather know the bad first, and then here's a good. Then to be like, yeah, man, they made it sound so good, and they walk away. Yeah, like at least America likes drama. They yeah. like the gossip. Yeah. So if you're telling them the bad. 
they're going to fucking listen. If you're just telling them like how sweet the roses are and how great it's going to taste and it's always sunny, it's <laughs> always going to be, you know, roses and butterflies and it's just going to be this and that. Like they don't fucking care. Right. They're going to walk away. Right. They're going to go pick up their phone. They're going to come back in like five minutes. Like who cares? No, I, I they totally want to hear, agree. They want to hear the bad. Yeah. They want the right, the bad. Well, that and the right approach is <clears throat> give them the real picture up front. Like, let them know that this is a hard industry. There's a lot of struggles. There's a lot of hurdles. It's going to be a hard road to hoe. But now that we've done that, I feel like we've it effectively sucks. done it that. It sucks. Like, yeah. It's a horrible job. But now, well, well you say that. But, but, but now that we've broken the news to them, actually, let's it's talk really about, just, I'll be honest with you, it's just a mindset and you get it used is. to it. It's actually really enjoyable. It is. So, so once you I'm understand going, and Rick's already, Rick's already going there, what you're doing, we're going to talk about the positives. We're going to talk about the things we love about the trades. Cause it is, it is, it is a mindset. You want to know one good positive? What's positive? If you shave your head, you could tan it. Yes. That's a good positive. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I love the fact that we're working outside. Honestly, that's what drew me to the trades is, I could not do the office job. I hated being under, under fluorescent lights yeah. all day. Fuck that. The outdoors. Yeah. Like, like, well, fuck that job we were doing where we installed that yard. Uh, I don't yard? even know if I told you the the one on that super steep slope that was way the fuck down in, what was it, Marshall? Yeah, Marshall. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to, going to town, scraping all the scrub brush off the mm -hmm. top of the, of the yard. Mm-hmm. Dude, I had a baby fawn like 10 feet away from me get up and, and take off through the woods. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you see shit like that all the time. Fucking Minnesota, uh, I found a salamander that was the biggest salamander I had ever seen outside of a zoo. No shit. He was sitting on my hand and his tail was all the way up my arm. Like that big fucker, like eight, mm. 10 inches long. Never seen one of those before. So being outside, like you're exposed to, you know, we're not even talking about just working in the sunshine. No. Because that is, here I go going all negative again, but that is another thing to consider is with the trades. You're out in the elements. So if it's fucking cold, guess what? You're cold. If it's raining, you're yeah, wet. But you know what? On a cold day, a hot coffee tastes so good. It does. And it warms you up Again, so the quick. Mindset. Yeah. You got to be in the right mindset. Like, we can look at all the bads or we can look at all the goods. Like it really just depends on your attitude for today. Yep. Like it's cold and you walk out your door and you're just hating life. It's fucking nasty. Yeah. It's brutal. You know, if you walk out with a good day. And it's cold out. You're like, I'm going to go stop at Tim Hortons to get me that coffee and donuts. Right. You know? So it is, it is mindset. But, but again, you are out in the elements, but, it, but like Rick just said, you know, you've got these, you get these absolutely stunning spring days where the temperature is just perfect and there's not a cloud in the fucking sky. And it's just, who gives a fuck what you're actually yeah. doing for the day? It's just pleasant being outside. Sometimes you get to actually stop and take a moment to yourself and take oh, it absolutely. in. Absolutely. I mean, some of these jobs working on the water or aerial guy up in the air and like the views you get to take. I mean, it's just beautiful. I mean, when you get looking at it all and you're traveling around, like, you know, what's great about the trades is you're not always stuck at the same job. Like you are building, right? Like imagine walking into a fucking bank and being the bank teller every single day. That would suck. I don't have to imagine Rick. Yeah, I did. I know. I did. That. That's why I, that's you why know, I'm they banished to me it. to the basement at that job. Yeah. They did. I would too. Yeah. That's why I was in your I fucking was, basement. I was so bored. I was fucking around. Yeah. This is where and the boring people go. It. They got tired of me fucking around. <clears throat> and so they banished me to the fucking basement. Yeah. But <laughs> that would suck though. Like you see the, every, the same amount of people every week, certain days you get to know them. I mean, you get to get probably really good relationships, but 15 minute drive down the road, you're at work. Yeah. And you're going to do this for fucking how many years? Yeah, exactly. For the rest of your life. Like at least in the trades, most of the time you get to bounce around. You get to go point A to point B. You get to see some scenery. You get to look at different views. You get to meet different people, different projects. Like it's creativity. Yeah. It's um, amazing. Hey, we'll be right back, guys. We're going to take a quick break. All right, guys. Sorry about that. You know, it, what happens is we get down here in the basement. We get we get to chatting away. We're drinking our water because uh, we're real men and we don't drink alcohol on the podcast, which I think we really need to change uh, so that this flows better. But 
then all of a sudden you realize you got to take a piss like an Italian racehorse and you got to stop the show. <laughs> there's just no, there's no getting around it. <laughs> an Italian race, an, an Italian thoroughbred. Like uh, we're talking. Are you like, trying to say you're hung like a horse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, he- that's right. Oh my God. So Shit that I don't want to know. That's right. But now you do. We've, we've, if nothing Locked else comes out of this with- podcast, we have grown in our relationship. <laughs> one way or another. Just don't just don't take care of me like Joe 2 took care of Joe 1. <laughs> that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, but right. that's the bright side of it all, though, Brian. As we were talking, we were talking about the bonus and, like, the greatness of being in the trades and bouncing around with the job sites and stuff. You know what I really enjoyed? What's that? Is the camaraderie. You know, and the friendships and the relationships. I was actually just thinking about bringing that up. Yep, 100%. You know, like our camaraderie and friendship got so good, and you're telling me you're hung like a fucking horse. That's, and it's comfortable talking about. Like, yeah, we're okay know. with that conversation. Like, I think we can step it up and hit the pister next together, huh? I don't know that we're that comfortable in the conversation. Oh. And the other reason we're comfortable is because, as we all know, anyone who talks about being hung like a racehorse, you generally, you got the micro wiener. <laughs> You in the two inch club. That's right. Someone has to draw a short stick, you, you know. You know what? I'm a grower, not a shower. Hey. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, buddy. So anyhow, anyway, en- back to the, the topic. Yeah. Talk. Back to the back. Let's let's circle back here. You know, fucking Howard Sherman to have you standing up with your pants down by that's, now. That's true. And and I'm glad we're not gonna go <laughs> that that far down the road. You know. But <laughs> it's dude, it's the friendships, it's the relationships of yes. everything on a job and the satisfactory of building something together and seeing something from start to finish come together. I mean, it's just, it's very enjoyable to know that you're a part of something, you know? So you actually, yeah, you bring up two separate topics that I was just thinking about. I wanted to talk about So the first one is like you just said, the, the friendships and the camaraderie, um, part of what I do on the YouTube channel on diesel and iron is I try to travel around and work alongside different contractors And that's one of my favorite things about doing this is because you, you know, you spend a day down in a trench sweating your balls off with somebody like you are your comrades at the end of the day, like your friends. Oh yeah. You got a relationship because you worked hard, you sweated it out, you, you strained and grunted and, and it was hard fucking work, but you did it together. Uh, You know, I don't really... Jesus, man. Here. We'll, just, we'll just back right out of that one. But but we were really good friends afterwards. <laughs> you were really digging deep, dude. <laughs> that's, that's a, we came out of it, and we just we were at a really tight relationship. I'm glad I stopped you before we even got animated. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> wow, man. But no, legitimately, like, it, whereas in, in an office environment. In a it cubicle. Would, it, in a cubicle or even working as a teller in a bank it can take months to establish any sort of like depth to a relationship. Yeah. When you go out on a job site and you really work, you put in a hard day's work with guys, like you are instantly bound together by this yeah. brotherhood. It that comes we're a part a family. Of. Really. Absolutely. And, and again, when you're getting into the industry, like it's not even limited to guys that have been there long term. No. Like if you come out and work your ass off your first day on the job and you continue to have that attitude, by the end of the fucking first day, yeah, you're part of that, and you get to sit around well, the tailgate you know, and pop a you beer know with if the guys. You're part of it or yeah, not? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 very <laughs> if, obvious if you if are you not. don't make the tailgate meeting, <laughs> yeah, you fucking jump in your fucked. car and go yeah. home. So get another fucking job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's really like that's a huge aspect of this industry that I really love is that is that brotherhood. Um, and and I do want to talk about the brotherhood on another episode, just how we kind of. We throw that around when it's convenient, but I think we, as in the industry, need to step up and really, really live that out. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about it on another podcast, because yeah. that's a whole other episode. I think we're stuck at like a bromance. I would, you know, at this point, I would say we're beyond the bromance. I oh, mean, right. you, yeah. I mean, we just had a conversation about how hung I am. We've kind of moved beyond the bromance. And you we're just starting, took the fucking brotherhood conversation away. It's Yeah, we're kind of settling into an honest relationship now. I'm going to so. go put my man pan in now and leave. <laughs> so, but that's, so all that to say, that was one of the big points was, was yeah. the brotherhood. The other big point that I love about the trades, this is one that drew me in just from the get-go, and I've <clears> never <throat> stopped loving it, is the fact that at the end of the day, 
there is a clear indicator of what you accomplished. Oh yeah. Like you get to turn around and go, that huge fucking mound of dirt back there didn't exist. Or that oh, huge yeah. trench here didn't exist. Or that fucking road didn't exist. This Amazon warehouse didn't exist. Yeah. It's fun to watch like a carpentry crew come in and start building and like slowly by the hour you start seeing walls. Oh change, yeah, absolutely. Doors, absolutely. Floors. Fuck from from day one when a when a framing crew comes out and starts rough framing a house, by the end of the first day, you can pretty well see what the ground floor is going to look like. Yeah, like that's awesome. Yeah, but you're you're seeing the progress every day, and it's not boring. You know, you're getting in with high level experienced guys, and you're basically mopping it up. You're a big sponge, yeah, absorbing everything. Yeah, and you're just having a grand old time. Like you're using new power tools and shit that you know parents you never even. Would think of right like you know a steak knife like fucking throw that out the door here's a skill saw you know go rip this board in half have you ever tried to cut a two by four with a steak knife you're you're worrying me a little bit well you know <laughs> like our parents were right. sheltering the kids yeah you get out to the job site and it's like here boy you're running table saw yeah Push have you ever heard the term kickback Right. Because you'll learn. Yeah. Either you're going to learn in two ways, <laughs> a good rip, way or a bad way. Go rip this two by four down in half yeah. and you'll you'll know what kickback is. Go, go take this <laughs> hammer drill with the fucking extension cord on it and hang on to it as it wraps it around. Like, right. you you know, you it's learning curves yeah. real quick. Yep. You know what's great about all this? What's that? You learn really fucking quick. You do. The you goods. absolutely do. The do's and don'ts. Yeah. And either I, it's well, like, We should specify. We should specify between... You know, in, in the dirt world, we call them stick pullers. I don't know what the other trades call them, but they're definitively guys in the trade. I call them tradesmen. That do, well, we're talking, we're talking tradesmen versus the stick puller. And the stick puller in the dirt world is a guy who jumps in the cab. He knows how to go through the motions, doesn't give two shits about the job being done. Oh, yeah. And and I know there's those guys in every one of the trades. Feel That's free. everywhere. Which, by the way, guys, with all of these episodes, <laughs> feel free to go to dieselandironproductions.com. Uh, you'll see a little tab on the side that says podcast. And we actually have a little blurb for each one of these podcasts that shows pictures of the things that we discuss. But all that to say, uh, fuck, where was I going with that? Damn stick it. pullers. We were talking about stick pullers. Joe, stick pullers. Joe yeah. two and stick pullers. Why did that relate back to the, <clears throat> fuck, I don't remember because, how to tie that into the website. There's, Damn it. There's some people out in the field that just don't want to, you know, hone their craft. They don't want to own it. They don't want to know nothing about it. They just want to be there, go through the motions, make a couple bucks and get on with the road. I still don't know how I was tying that in the website. Now, it, now I feel like an ass because it feels like a shameless plug. It wasn't, it wasn't intended to be a shameless plug. You know, I'm, I'm with, apparently it. now it's a I'm shameless with the, plug. I'm with the fucking audience. This is a this shameless this episode. This shameless. This episode is brought to you by dieselandironproductions.com. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> so whatever I was going on on that tangent for. Um, but yeah, all that to say, I do want to specify that there is a big difference between the guys who soak it up quick. They're constantly learning. Those are tradesmen. Yeah. We're not talking about stick pullers. Stick pullers can get the fuck right out of the business. Like, oh, yeah. If you have no desire to better yourself every day. <laughs> And learn and do better and help the crew do better and be more productive. Like you don't want to be the shovel foreman forever. Right. You've, you know? you've got to be constantly improving. And so uh, just to kind of back what Rick was saying, 100%, if you've got a mindset that you like being challenged and you like doing different things every day and you like learning constantly, man, the <laughs> trades is the way to go. There is oh, yeah. never... That And that kind of ties into another thing I was thinking about, about what I enjoy about the trades so much is you would think, let's, let's just bring it back to the dirt world. Cause that's what Rick and I know you would think running an excavator that every day is eventually going to start blending together. Cause you're just running a fucking excavator. You would think you would think that is 100% not the case. You might have similar days, but there's no days that ever just freaking repeat themselves. No. Yeah. It's, it's changing all like, the time. You're going to do what you did yesterday. Put in this fucking rainstorm. It, yeah, or or you've got, you know, the truck can't get right up against you, so now you're having to overhang a little mm -hmm. bit and you're getting a little tippy, or or there's just always yeah. some circumstances a well, little different got, and challenges. You push the limits, so I yeah. mean, you, you got to push the limits with every, any kind of skill set to see where your boundaries are and what you can and can't get sure. away with. I mean, that's, that's, where you, that's where you separate yourself from people. Like, if you're just going to do the same-o and same-o and never – do enough or push it a little bit further 
you're never going to go anywhere further than where you set your skill set limits. You know, if you want to be able to plumb a whole house or wire a whole house or frame a whole house, you know, or dig a job site from breaking ground to the finish grading in the backfill, <coughs> you know, to the landscape. And like, that's where, that's where you really start separating yourself. Are you going to just stay in this one frame mine? Or are you going to just like look across the horizon and see the diversification of everything that's involved? Yeah. Like, there's so much that goes on on a job site that you don't even realize. Well, that and that gets in, you know, you're going off into uh, an area I hadn't really thought about until just now. But, yeah, we we, we have been talking about just your specific trade. But uh, when I was working at Dan's, a prime example is we were doing airport and highway work, which I had never done before. Mm-hmm. And because I had primarily done residential work up to that point, we never had inspectors. We never had density checkers. We yeah. never had any of this other shit that was going on. And so instead of me just kind of going, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like I actually got down off my roller and I was like, hey, what you doing? How right. does that work? What's this do? Right. What's that do? And, and you get to meet so many different people that once you start to understand what they're trying to achieve, you could take that. And once you learn, you basically come an engineer of whatever they're doing. Absolutely. And you take it and you're like, hey, more moisture. We need to yes. add more material or dry it up. Or like you start realizing what they're looking for. Now you're just blowing shit out the water. You're faster. Like it's passing constantly when you're compacting and they're coming over and testing it. You know, a, a prime example of that is on, on this one airport job. We had to get 99% compaction, which is a fucking ridiculous number. Like that's getting pretty, up to 98 is, is like 95 is real easy. Yeah, 98's about the bar. pretty damn impossible. You know, it's not impossible. It's hard. 99% compaction is fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah. We rolled the shit out of this stuff. But one of the things that I learned by talking to the density guy and asking all my questions was that you can actually over-compact a material. And really, you're not over-compacting it in the sense that you're, you're making it too tight. Well, what happens is you got that big fucking machine hammering that stone with the vibrator on it actually starts to break the stone down into smaller pieces. And now it throws the proctor off so that the gauge isn't reading an accurate number to the material you've actually got there. Right. And your density numbers actually start dropping. Like those are all sorts of things. Yeah, there's sweet spots about everything. There is. And the only reason I know that is because I got down off my machine. Yep. I started asking questions, started learning about what he's doing so that I can figure out how my stuff on my roller will play into that. Or likewise, if you're the, the guy on the dozer, how can you make the process go quicker with mm-hmm. additional knowledge about the other aspects of the well, job? Well, you start catching out with the civil engineers and the inspectors. They're not out there as like they're your enemies. Right. If you're actually. For the most part. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> if you're like out Carson's area or something, you know. Oh, my God. Minnesota. See, that's why I don't want to go to Minnesota. I knew. It was just the, well, it's the one I inspector just and his understudy. But, you know, you start learning, like, what they're looking for and what passes and don't passes and what's code, what's don't code. And, like, that's where you really start dialing everything in. You know, you start spit shining everything. You make everything to the T. You, you're gluing everything in properly. You're making everything just look, you know, like you walked into a beauty pageant, basically, in the construction world. Yeah. You know, the cleaner, the nicer it looks. And the faster they could get through there and basically take a look at it, you know, you're, you're understanding what's going on with the inspectors, with everybody. And you're just passing it along. I mean, it's, I don't know where I'm fumbling to. Uh, Rick's yet again, got his mitt around the microphone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. everyone. I tried to, you know, I, it's kind of like, what was that? I don't even remember what fucking movie that was that they took took the guy out of the woods and they, they dressed him all up in a tuxedo and tried to teach him manners. Like that's how it is with Rick. I tried to bring him in here. I tried to teach him how to act appropriately in a podcast studio. And he's just, he can't stop grabbing the microphone. He keeps opening his mouth. I don't know. (laughs) So big. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) But you understand what they, what they're looking for. Right. I mean, and that's, you know, your skill set, your knowledge, your advance in the job. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, it is. The, the trades is just, it's so unique to any other industry because of of all of these things that all come together. It's it's the camaraderie. It's the being outdoors. It's the 
you know, you literally make your living through blood, sweat, and hard work. And all of that comes together. It is just, it's so awesome being a part of the trades. Like well, as much as we shit on nothing. it in the beginning of this. Yeah, but you're creating stuff from nothing. You are. You literally go out. And that's one of my favorite things about like new. I did so much like road construction when I was with Dan's that it was yeah. just, it was a tear out and replace. Right. And those weren't nearly as satisfying <laughs> to me as going to a, like, new development. a new development where you go, okay, here's an empty fucking field. And by the time we're done with it, you're going to have a whole neighborhood here. Right. Like, that's really satisfying or the big fucking empty field. And now you got a stadium or, or an Amazon warehouse. Like, yeah, that's awesome to but be able to look ever, at. Nothing's ever the same. Like when I was out in Aspen building the runway, you know, every scenario changes, but yet it's still the same job. Yep. You know, just a different atmosphere, different and spin, he, different take. And here I am driving around with a radio in my truck to talk to the control tower. Cause we got equipment running around on the, runway yep like when we when can we cross this excavator before this big fucking plane comes right you know and you're tracking along behind the uh plane in the taxi area you know and you got the little dude out there with the oh yeah with the flags yeah the flags yep. and shit out there and i mean it's just everything you know you nothing's the same but you get to you get to you do get it awesome so many different yeah you get to do it in so many different applications that's like you know at the time you're just you're trying to get the job done or whatever, but when you look back at everything and it's like, wow, dude, I, I did that. Yeah. You know, absolutely. now if you ever ride around with like a tradesperson, like the poor, the poor woman that just married the husband or the poor kids, that get or the poor along. kids. Yeah. Driving around, you're right with a tradesperson. You're like, I built that. Yep. Hey, do you guys see that? I built yeah, that. I dug that hey. basement over there. Uh, you, you see the, you see them culverts over there? I'll I, put them in. I could just see like a plumber be like, <laughs> I plumbed that house, that shitter right yeah. there. I you did see every, that. every turd that comes out yeah. of that house electrician, through my pipes. The electrician's like, <laughs> there's 12 LED fucking can lights in there because of me on a, right. dim, on a dimmer. That's right. You know. And it works it beautifully. Does. Right. <laughs> then you got the insulation guys like, that's an R20 value there. I sprayed the walls. I blew that home. <laughs> <laughs> Even the homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there's just so many aspects of the trades in general. And then you make it out to like a commercial site. Like when we did that big hotel out there, dude, there was shit. 600 guys on a job site with two monster cranes. And yeah, I mean, you had every freaking trade and we'd have these meetings of the six different trades go into this room. We'd all coordinate where we're working, what we're doing. And then you go out and you start meeting other people in the trades and you start developing relationships and, you know, you would help those people here and there and they'd help you back. And next thing you know, you're running around with 50 freaking amigos on the job. Yeah. You know, that after work, you'd go get a beer and pizza with. Yeah. And talk about everything. So, I mean, there's a lot of plus of with, what comes in the construction trades. And I mean, like you said, we're throwing the brotherhood out the door today, but man, it's just like you come part of something. Yeah. And it's this network that these people are, they're all striving for when they get there and it comes your home away from home. You yeah. know, it's a family you're running around with everything. Yeah. You might not uh, be there for dinner with the family tonight, but you know, you start developing these relationships, talking to other people and you get to hear about what their family's been up to and how they're doing. And like, you start caring. You oh, know, absolutely. You start way. following their stories, what's going on in their lives yeah, all the so time. It's, yeah. So it's not just like the kids come home and you meet couples through just the kids. Like you start meeting other families that way. Next thing you know, is you're having this family and this family come together for a barbecue. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of plus that really get overlooked. I mean, we could all, bitch and complain about the weather and you know have a bad day or someone scream at you but that's just that's just part of it that's yeah. just the trades in general so yep. you know that's that's the stuff you gotta just take care of and look at <coughs> you know buy yourself some good boots get the right appropriate clothing you know pack your lunches everything like that just get everything that you need as you're working remotely like you go camp and you pack every fucking thing you need right you could drive up north three hours away and stay for a weekend. Yeah. It's the kind of same mentality going out to a remote job site. 
taking all your stuff and going out there. Be prepped. You know, but when you're there and you put in the long hours with those guys and you start coming a part of the crew, you'll start to understand how the job works and you'll start understanding why they depend on you, why they harass you. And we all need each other. Yep. Right. So as the more that you go through the hazing and you come around, the more they're willing to let you in on what they're doing and start teaching you so they could get the next gopher to come in and promote you up. Yep. You know, so God, there's so many fun memories that I could talk about. Well, and to, to kind of go back to the cool experiences, you know, you you were talking about building a hotel and being on that big crew with the big cranes and being at the airport. Like I've got similar things with, with when I was working at Detroit Metro, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm busting concrete and I'm literally a hundred yards away from a fucking 747 taken off on its way over to Japan. Literally. And that's not an exaggeration, literally a hundred yards away from the tip of the wing and it's cruising at 150 miles an hour gaining speed to take off. Oh yeah. And I'm standing there like a little kid with my, my mouth wide open. Like this is fucking awesome. Oh yeah. And at this point I've been in the trades for like seven years. So it's not like, the impressiveness of the job is anything I'm standing right next to a 747 while it's taking off. Yeah. Like it's fucking badass. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you get so many unique experiences and the opposite end of the spectrum. Fuck. I went out to uh Taylor to, or I'm sorry, went to Ohio to work with Taylor. They're Abraham drainage. And like, we're in this farmer's field way the fuck back in the woods. And he takes off to go do something. Cause we were working on two different aspects of the job. I was mucking ditches out and it was one of those, you know, like you were saying, you kind of, you make time, even if it's just for a couple minutes, you make time to appreciate where you're at and what you're doing. And I'm standing out there in these woods and there is not a single sound <clears throat> except for the crickets and the frogs. Yeah. And I'm just like, how fucking gorgeous and is And you this? take it in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Enjoy it for a second. It's That's why we do this is so we're not in an office. We're not cooped up. We're not stuck in a stuffy building. You get to be out there and enjoy that stuff. You know what's also great about traveling around? What's that? You get to find the bomb-ass places to get food. Oh, yes. Like, that's a whole other aspect. You know, you know some honey holes to oh, hit in yeah. the morning, or if you're yep. going somewhere to grab some lunch, like you just, hey, honey, I'm going to take you to dinner tomorrow. Yeah. Well, not even that. Like, fuck. I can't tell you the number of times I've been on a back road with someone. They're like, yeah, we're going to swing into this this gas station. It's like, okay. No, no, no. You don't understand. They've got the yeah. best fucking sandwiches you've ever had. Right. And then you're like, okay, it's a fucking dirty ass gas yeah, station. I brought my lunch. I'm okay. Yeah, exactly. And then they bring the sandwich out and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm going to go get one. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you just, you see so much shit. Yeah. And then the people watching. Yeah. You ever been on a construction job? with? That's, that was my favorite part of road work. Yeah. When there was traffic. Yeah. Just watching the peoples in their car. <coughs> the peoples. The peoples in their yeah. cars. I, I was watching the people in their cars. And they're oblivious because I'm in a loader. I'm like, I, you know, probably five, six feet above them yeah. at eye level. So in their vision, I don't exist. You're on a rolling oh, tower. Oh, dude, the things that you see when you're, I and truck drivers are the same way. They've oh, yeah. all got stories about people sitting at lights, you know, fucking jerking it. And oh, like, yeah. The, Girls giving guys blowjobs in the middle of traffic. I've and, seen I've seen girls with their leg fucking propped oh, up. Oh yeah, cooling it down yeah, down cool, there. Yeah, exactly. oh, yeah, just the shit that you see, like people watching. You know what is I'm, really entertaining. You know what's really amazing. <laughs> what's that? Is how one of those girls could drive down the road at like seven thirty in the morning, drinking their coffee, eating their breakfast, reading the paper, texting, putting their fucking makeup on, and still get dressed and drive the car. Yes, and meanwhile, men we struggle to just. You know, yeah. turn the blinker on at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm, I'm going to fucking crash right here. You know? But yeah, I mean, dude, you know, it's just amazing, though, the people watching, the experiences, and then some of the conversations that start. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, if you're going to jump into the trade, though, I mean, you're looking for the full effect, and you're going to get it one way or another, and you got to go at it with an open mind. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's really the bright side about it. You know, you start learning... um mechanical skills yeah you know your stuff that you could do around at your house 100 percent. you know uh you start running to people that are handy like if you help them maybe they'd help you kind of yeah. thing and well i was just about to say think about the relationships you and i have gained over the years in this industry to where oh, if yeah. you or i need any electrical work any carpentry 
any well fuck my house plans i'm working on on drawing up possibly yeah like through your connection i got a guy like the the being in the trades you start to gather these relationships to where you get these mutual back scratchings going to where hey what if i and i do it all the time with my buddy down the road fuck i just had to borrow his dozer to do my driveway yeah i got a dozer for free because i'm gonna go trade some man hours of running the dozer over right. at his place right like it's all of a sudden you're in this barter mm -hmm. system to where you've got guys that for you can call on that you, yeah yeah and likewise if you're in the middle of something and you need an opinion from an electrician hey am i about to get fucked here like oh i got i got randy over here i can call right. i'll call him real quick randy am i getting fucked right you know, that's that's just some of the advantage. There's so many positives to being in the trades. Um, but just to kind of recap what we started with, you've got to come into it with the, cor the, the correct and proper mindset. You've got to be prepared to work hard. You've got to be prepared to walk through some shit and yeah. tough it out. Um, but it, man, is it so worth it? You gotta be open and willing though. And you know, be dedicated to put the hours in like, yeah, the can do attitude that, is one of my famous phrases, like, you can do this and I'm going to do this, you know. Um, when they ask you to work the overtime, do it. Yeah. You know, can you come in tomorrow? Do it. I mean, you're going to you're going to sell your soul for the dollar for a while getting into it. You're on the bottom of the totem pole. But when you really start gaining some traction, you'll understand why the guys make the big bucks and why you don't. Yep. And, you know, have a goal. Yeah. I was going to say, but then you know how to grow into it. Yeah. Up. You know, see what they do and learn what they do. And, you know, most of the guys that are way above you could come back down to the basics 101, jump right down there with you and outperform you. Yeah. Like, you you got to have that mindset that you want to do better and more. Yeah. You know, if you come complacent and you just want to stay at one spot, it's going to be a pretty boring career. Yeah. You know, don't be afraid to move around company to companies and the relationships. You know, what's funny is like those relationships that you build – and uh, one guy leaves. <clears throat> Maybe it was the head foreman or somebody leaves for a better job. And your whole your whole crew did like a phenomenal job for him and always took care of him and went out the way. They'll next, bring you over. Yeah, next thing you know, they bring you over for more money. Yep. And maybe it's a better job. And like yep. next thing you know, you'll see whole crews at times <laughs> leave company to company <laughs> and yet they stick together because it comes a family. It is. I was about to say that happened a couple times over at Dan's. And, uh, and 100%, it was like, just because the foreman leaves, he's not leaving the family behind. The family's right. coming too. And right. so the whole crew ends up uprooting and going to that new company. So, so yeah, it is, to, to anybody that's listening that is either brand new to the trades or you're possibly thinking about getting into the trades, um, certainly don't let the first part of this podcast scare you off. No. It is so worth getting into it's, it is it's such a war an, zone out there man it's but a it gauntlet, such but a it's, rewarding industry if you could stick it out yeah it is a blessing yep and you can make a lot of fucking money doing it absolutely i mean there's a lot of money in the trades absolutely you know so get in and get after it ask questions and work hard yeah well i think we can call this one a wrap i mean fuck we're we're pretty dang close to an hour and a half you good with wrapping it here yeah, I'm on. I'm gonna go find Joe number one. All right, right now. So, well, Joe number one's getting fired. Joe number two, he's the one that's worth anything, oh, right? Shit, got it wrong again. Rick's confusing himself. Hey, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Got it. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of Sweat and Grime.